Welcome to the healing art of being you. Today, we are absolutely thrilled to have the honor of sharing with you this thought-provoking spiritual perspective from our guest, Shay Alari, as she walks us through the challenges of showing up as your new and transformed self while still being surrounded by your old life. Without further ado, these are your hosts, Chelsea Dameron and Allison Angley. Welcome, everyone. Today, we have our dear friend, Shay Alare, with us to answer some questions and tell us a very, very, very unique story that is just incredible and beautiful and gorgeous in so many ways, and I cannot wait for you guys to get to hear it. So, we are going to go ahead and have her take it away. Well, first of all, it's so wonderful to meet you. Oh, it's good to meet you, too. I'm Chelsea. This is Allison. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so um, I felt the need to share this story because I felt like this wasn't a story that I was hearing and it feels uh, powerful enough to share even though it's a private story. It's not one that I've told. So uh, my journey with healing and discovering my own light and stepping into that started when I was pregnant with my son. Um, I was going to weekly therapy and I had found a new therapist during that time when I was pregnant and she was doing body code. So as you know, with energy work, it is a different level and a different type of healing. So it really did start to awaken things in me and I learned about muscle testing. So that was very helpful as a young mother, helping out my son who had allergies. So then I was aware that I could help other people and other things through accessing their energy. So um, I started to do that and even communicating with the, the light, the beings, the entities that are there to help us on this journey. That was a big part of this awakening for me. So I would, I would communicate with them and, you know, get what was called, you know, what I called downloads. Um, and I would do them kind of in my quiet time during meditation, which often was in the evenings. You know, this went on for, I mean, my son is is nine and it started during his pregnancy. So about 10 years worth of things just really progressing, progressing, progressing. At one point I said, I wanna help other people. So how can I use these skills to help other people? So I started working, um, you know, on on the other realm, people that needed, needed it. And I would get these assignments and sometimes there were assignments that put you out of your comfort zone. You know, sometimes it's as easy as somebody would walk up to me in the park and just start pouring their heart out. And I would kind of check in and be like, okay, am I supposed to help them run out of here? Yep. Okay. So I just listened to them. And then I'd hear, you know, like, heal your knee. What's going on with the knee? <laughs> and then it's like a file opens up and it's like, I could see the gook and there's a rip and there's a this and, and you know make them feel assured and so i would just listen and while they're talking i would you know work on their energy body and and just you know from the outside it's just two humans just connecting two strangers and then they would go about their day and and i would go about mine and that that's enough that's more than enough when you feel like you want to help people and you want to help humanity out and and sometimes the assignments were like you need to buy this book and now, so I'd order the book and it would come and I would say, okay, do I need to read this book? And they would be like, yeah, I'll look at chapter two. Okay, now give it to so-and-so. I'd listen. 
So I love this. You know, I'm a very busy person. You know, we run we run companies and, and I have four children and I'm a very busy mom and just all these things. But and all those things bring me lots of joy. But being able to do this work to help others was fantastic. And it was another huge part of who, who I am. You know, it was like this whole other realm was happening that that people didn't see on the surface. And that was fine that they couldn't see it because it was so rewarding and it was there. And it was a regular part of my life every day. You know, I'd say, okay, what do I need to do today? Are there any messages for me? Is there anything I need to do? And I would just constantly be checking in and doing things. And sometimes the things would be like, you know, there was a earthquake here and people are really hurting. Go to them and see if you can help them. And I would do that. I would just, you know, in my mind, I would travel there. I would see the people. I would comfort them. I would do whatever needed to be done. And, um, and so that went on for years like that and it would progress and I would get bigger assignments and I loved it. Fantastic. And, um, so what I could usually feel when there was a big download coming, you know, that's what I call them. And, um, I would say, Oh, is there a download? And, and they would be like, yep. And I knew that that meant that I needed to get into a deep meditation. So in the evenings when everyone is asleep and I don't mean just my family, but everyone everywhere in the neighborhood, everything, all the energies would calm down. That would be the time that I could get into this deep meditation state. And if I had a download coming, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I mean, I would just be wide awake until the download was complete and until I gave it the attention it needed. And then once I gave it the attention it needed, then um, then it was done. And then I would be tired and I would get a full night's sleep. So for this particular download that I'm referring to, I could feel that there was a big one coming. And I said, oh, is there a download? And I heard it's time. Yeah, this, this is big. And I said, okay. So everybody, um, you know, was asleep in my house and I was wide awake, like just completely wide awake, fully alert. And, um, just for context, I don't drink. I don't take any drugs. I don't do anything like that. Um, so I'm just awake, just fully conscious me and time is going by. And I said, do I need to be awake for this download? And I heard, yes, we want this to be part of your subconscious. Like we want this to be part of this other part of your brain. Like it's not something we want to happen behind the scenes. We want you to see everything that's happening. But okay. This is one of the, this is right up there with the birth of my children as the most beautiful memory. So I'm there in the other realm, you know, I'm laying there and I'm meditating and I'm in this other space and I start getting greeted. And the greetings are congratulations. They're so happy for me. And it's one after another. I'm getting chills just talking about it. Same. The whole body. They're one after another coming to me. And they're like, you did it. You did it. We're, we're so proud of you. you. I can't believe you did it. You did it. You've worked so hard. You're here. You've done it. Congratulations. I mean, it is my mother who's passed, my grandparents that have passed, all of them came to me one by one. They came to me with all this joy and love in their hearts. My face is <laughs> And I just received their, their love. And some of them showed me memories. And, um, but mostly it was like this huge receiving line. And it was beautiful. And I'm going through, and it was a lot. It was a, a lot of it doesn't sound feel right to call them people, but it was a lot of people that I was receiving one at a time. And, and I was like, wow, this is so amazing. I'm so glad that I got to be conscious 
for this because I know things happen in the sleep state that we can't always piece together. But when you're awake, it, it you know connects a different part of your brain. And I was like, thank you so much for allowing me to remember this. Now I know that I was supposed to share it. So I needed to remember it in its full detail. Um, but I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And they're like, thank you. And I said, do I need to sleep now? And they said, no, today is a special day. You don't need to sleep. Okay. So, so that day I, I stayed up all through the night. I didn't do anything. I just kept getting greeted and congratulated. And I had no idea what the congratulations was for. I, just I was going to say, like, I'm like, okay. what, what are they congratulating you for? Tell me, tell me. Yeah. So weeks went by and I was noticing that I was different. And when I say that I was different, I did not have the same, I was using my facial muscles and different mannerisms. I was using my body in different ways. I had different taste. I was craving listening to French music. I don't speak French fluently. It's just a lot of little things that I, I noticed. And I started, I was trying to figure out like, what was that download? Why is everything so different? And I started looking through memories. And then I realized that all of my memories were now in third person. They weren't here anymore. They were here. And then I realized that the soul that had, that was, that was running this consciousness had ascended. She graduated. She was done. And now when I look back on that night and those memories, I can access her memory of first person and the people greeting. But now the prominent memory is her walking away and watching people come to her. She, I mean, I don't, I don't know the technical term, but she ascended. She did all the work. Her mission here was done. She did everything she was supposed to do. And she got to go home. So beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. So now I'm here <laughs> and I get to, you know, she did a lot of things to elevate her life, consciousness, her physical form, her relationships onto a level where I could step in. So I have my own memories. I have other places that I've been. I've been here before. I remember the other lives being here before. Um, it was when I pieced it all together. It's beautiful, but it's also there was a sadness to it. You know, I felt bad for my husband and my children like they had been left, but they they weren't left. You know, they have me. They still have the wife, the mother. I mean, it was kind of the best of both worlds when it comes to that topic of ascension. You know, they weren't, she, she went on, but I, I get to still be here and be there for them. I, I've only told, I've only said this out loud to my therapist and my best friend, but other conversations were had because everyone noticed. I mean, my husband was like, I mean, I had to finally address it because everybody, my children, they were like, you're different now. Like, you are different, mom. What's yeah. going on?
And I just very lovingly was like, you know, guys, I've been through a big change. I love you all so very much. And I am here for you and I love you so much. And I, you know, I love to meditate on your births of our special moments. And I will be here for you. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Okay. I am mom and mom is here for you. And I adore you all. And, you know, I am different now, though. And thank you for being patient with me. As you know, I kind of figure out my new self. But and so I refer to it now as old me and new me. And it's something that my family now refers to, too. You know, like they'll be like, you want this? That's old mom. Wow. Okay. So that's it. That's the story. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm uh, so glad that Spirit let you at least finish it this time before they interrupted. Yeah. Well, I have a couple questions that I have to ask because yep. I know with you doing this work and I know that Chelsea does this work and I am somebody who I wish that I could do this work, but I don't feel the connection the same way that you guys feel it so deeply yeah. and like positive, like, like certain, you know, yeah. like, so I have so many questions about this, but when you say that like your family was able to like recognize you're different would you be willing to share any examples of like what different meant? Like what were they noticing that was different in how you were acting or moving or responding to life or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I think that the older me um, held back a lot more. Like there was a lot of reserve, like conditioning reserved that was um, from my parents, you know, like you just, I, I didn't express myself in the same way. There's body mannerisms were different. Um, I didn't like the same foods that I'd liked before. You know, some things I didn't like anymore. It's like, of, um, I guess that, I guess that would be I'm trying to think of a specific example. The way I speak to my husband is completely different. <laughs> and he at In one point, like, he's like, I'll be honest, communication with you has been very hard the last couple of weeks. He said at one point, and I said, I'm, I apologize for that. I am, I feel like I am a different version of me now. And I apologize for what that has felt like for you. And I'm going to try to be better at communicating, you know, it's just like, I would knee jerk say things that instantly came to me because I didn't have conditioned reservations where normally I would hold my cards really close before and um, like maybe if he said something before that was good for him, I would be like, okay, sacrificing mom. Whereas now I would say like, well, that's good for you, but that doesn't work for me. So let me tell you what I need. <laughs> right, right. But if you're not in a relationship with somebody who speaks to you like that, it was kind of like, okay, sure. you okay? Are you mad at me? Like, why are you speaking right. to me? And I'm like, that's just what I need. You know, so it's kind of like we had to find our communication groove again. And then for my yeah, children, yeah. I mean, they're they're very intuitive themselves. And my son, the most, he's been with me the longest, right? So he's like, Mom, you know, he would hug me a lot. And then he'd stop and look at me and say, you feel you're different now. You feel different, Mom. 
And, you know, I just, I'm like, I am different, but I'm still me and I still love you and I'm still here for you. But, you know, people grow and change and that's what's happened to me. I mean, it's the best way I can describe it in that situation. Um, I remember my youngest was only maybe calculating it in my head, four months old. And I remember sitting in the car one day, sitting on my lap. And when they're very young, I can speak to children in my mind that I feel like is more like what telepathy is, not just speaking to their energy body. Like you can speak to anybody's energy body, but to actually speak to someone conscious to conscious, I feel like babies can do that if they don't hold themselves yeah. back because you're not supposed to be doing that. You're not supposed to do it. The babies will do right, it a right. couple times in my children's lives where I remember, like my one daughter, I remember we went to the ocean one time and she was like, wow, it's incredible. And I heard it in my head and I was like, whoa. You know, so there's a couple times where they've said things to me. So my youngest daughter was about four months old and she looked at me and she like looked close and she, she stuck her bottom lip out and she had like little tears coming. And she said, I had plans. And I knew what she meant. Like she came in for one package deal, right? She's coming down. This is the mom. This is the dad. This is what this all looks like. And now I've changed and it's not, you know, she had envisioned this life with the other mother. And I said, I'm sorry. I know you had, but I'm going to protect you and I'm always going to be here for you. And this is a good thing and it's going to be okay. You'd be happy for her. Yeah. And that, that was that, you know, I mean, she's so little that she couldn't communicate or anything other than that. But um, considering that for my other children, I only heard from them in my mind in moments of like a punch moment for her to, that's the one thing she said was I had plans through mm -hmm. little baby tears and she didn't boo boo. <laughs> she just had a little, her little lip popped out little tears and welling up. Like I'm trying to hold it back. And that's all she said. Yes. And then, you know, my daughter it's... one day was walking to the living room and stopped and said, yeah, I can see that you're different. She just keeps going because she's like cool as a cucumber. And my friends noticed, they're like, yeah, you're definitely different now. And, you know, in the beginning, I was kind of trying to hide it. And then it was like this building elephant in the room. And by me stepping forward and saying, hey, everybody, listen, I'm a different version of me now. I'm a new person. And I realize that that is frustrating for you guys. And this is just what it is, okay? And I had to start saying, like, no, I don't like that. That's old me. Right? This is new me, and this is what I want to do. And because I made that declaration of there is a difference, there is old me and there is new me, mm -hmm. it gave other people the permission to address the situation and say, oh yeah, I know old you would like that. You know, like if my sister's sending me a top, like I think you should get this, or is this more old you? And I'll and say, yeah, right. that's old. Thanks for sending the link, but I don't want that. That's incredible. How does it so feel to I have people that, who are like recognizing that like, you know, and accepting the fact of like, you know, hey, I might have been a certain way for a while and now I'm not that way anymore because I think there's a lot of people, even if they're not as intuitive as you guys are, even if correct. they don't feel that they have come into a new spiritual body, they do 
personal work on themselves. They're trying to learn how to set boundaries. They're trying to learn how to use their voice and how to use their intuition that they have been told over and over and again to shove down deep and be quiet and look pretty and just, you know, be quiet. Oh, you know, yeah. Go, All the things you know, that come along. Kids are meant to be heard and not. Yeah, kids are meant to be seen and not heard and all that kind of stuff. And I think there's kind of this like longing to like they want to be this new version of themselves and they're still fearful that they're going to lose people. Can you speak a little bit to like how was that for you? Just kind of saying because your transformation was sort of overnight, whereas a lot of people, their transformation takes you know months and years. And so just to have that yes. like bam in your face, like I'm a new person, deal with it or don't. Can you speak to a little bit to like how that worked for you? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you the biggest thing that the biggest change that happened for me that um, was the most impactful was um, severing the ego. And the ego, so we're born with emotion, but the ego is something that we develop. And the ego is very much our identity, right? The ego got their knees scraped and someone picked on them in elementary school. The ego got their heart broken in college five guys and then they started to only pick a certain thing. The ego really feeds these parameters of what we are. And for me, I felt like stepping in, I would hear this internal voice and this, this like, almost like, Hey, get back in your lane. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. And I worked with my body code therapist, She's fantastic. And I said, listen, I keep getting these memories keep coming to mind. And I don't think they're coming from my brain because I have done so much work on these memories to prevent them from coming up. I've done all the work to keep them away. So I'm frustrated that now I'm revisiting these. Like it's done. I've already dealt with this. So what is it? And she said, okay, I'm going to meditate this and I'm going to get back to you. So a day later she came back and she said, I severed the cord. So a day later, she came back and she said, I've severed the cord. And I said, what cord did she sever? She said, I severed the cord with your ego. That was your ego sending you the things. So to wow. me, the analogy I use is like the ego is like an evil AI, right? Like we created it. It's here for us. It's helping us with the parameters of life. But then at one point, when you want to change, your ego will say, no, mm -mm. do you remember that abuse you had? Remember how it made you be reserved? You need to be reserved. It's like it's like our inhibitor. You know, it's like, nope, remember, this is who you are. This is who you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, when I severed the cord of the ego, it was much easier to be the newer me without having those memories pop up. For me, it was trauma memories kept coming up. And I was like, why is this happening? I have dealt with this. I've done the work. You know, it, it's like my own internal static identity. You know, it's like everybody has that. They were easier to deal with for me than it was the own internal saying, hey, don't forget you're like this. Don't forget you're like this. Don't forget you like this. And I was like, no, I'm limitless. Okay. I can change if I want to. So I, I don't need that anymore. But since I severed that, then I don't even have to have that internal dialogue anymore. So I think that if the ego is dealt with, then I think that the external people are easier to deal with because for the, for the external people, you can just say to them simple things like that's old me, this is new me. And people will accept it. Would they have accepted it in our culture 50 years ago? Probably not. 
But now, where we are now, I think that they do accept it. But you have to take the stance. You can't be in your own head with that evil AI telling you about all these things that you are. You have to say, no, you need to get in your place. I can be whoever I want to be. And then make your declaration out to people. Well, and I think there's a sense of like the fact that you have to know that you're you're confident enough in who this version is of you. And as much as you love this person, if they can't be on that journey with you anymore, then maybe they're not the right person to match with this new version of yourself. Like I distinctly remember, cause I went through a pretty big transformation over the last few years. And my mom and I had actually had a lunch together for my birthday and we had had what felt like distance gathering between us and tension and things like that over a, a period of time. Cause I had been changing quite a bit. And she even said to me, like, when we were sitting at lunch together, she was like, you know, I just feel like I don't know you anymore. I feel like I don't, you know, the old Allison, if she was upset, I knew exactly how to handle it. I knew exactly when she wanted a hug and when she wanted to be left alone. And now I don't feel like I, I say anything that's correct. I always feel like I'm making you upset. And, you know, I just, I genuinely appreciated the fact that she was telling me that this is what was going on because I was like, you know, I... I can appreciate that. And I recognize that I was a certain way for about 34 years and that you are part of my life every single day of those 34 years. And then things changed because they had to out of necessity. My body was shutting down. I was running, you know, way too hard at things, burning the candle at both ends. And things had to change in order for me to live the life that I wanted to live. When you have checked off all the boxes that you have been told your entire life leads to happiness and you are just struggling and your body shutting down and you are not happy something else has to give and i had to make those changes and i you know i had to make sure that i told her like hey this is kind of the new me and what's gonna work for me is like i need a hundred percent honesty that's the new thing like i'm not the tiptoe around the corners anymore i'm not the do things because you know it's going to make everybody else happy even though you already have a migraine and you're sleep deprived and you've got 15 projects like i can't be that person anymore and my and i told mom i was like what i would love from you is just honesty just whatever like if i say where do you want to go to eat and you tell me oh whatever but really you're thinking if i don't get somewhere right now and start eating some food i'm going to have a migraine like that's the honesty I need. Tell me you want to go get Mexican. So they bring you chips and salsa right away. Like, I don't care what we do. If I'm asking, I genuinely don't care. And so now things are so, so, so much better because the communication style has changed. But I think that's just, I think it's just one of those big things. It's like, you've got to be okay saying like, Hey, if you can't be on this journey with me anymore, that's going to be super, super hard for both of us. And I don't want that to be the case. And this is what I need in order for us to keep going. Um, one of the things that I love that you said though, was that you said I'm limitless and I can change if I want. I love that. Is that like a little motto in your guys' house? Drop. Because I feel like that should be a motto in everyone's house. <laughs> we say no shrinking is what we say. When you lessen yourself, oh. play small. So sometimes it's as simple as like, you know, my daughter who would love to have a full staff. I'd be like, I need water. And I'm like, Hey, no shrinking. She's like, okay, we'll go get her own water, you know? Or she won't oh, use that little playful voice, like, I'm just a girl. I'm like, no, you're not just a girl. <laughs> you know, the, the element with the other people, um, I think sometimes it is adjusting the way we have their relationships. Like, um, I 
you know, my relationship with my stepfather after my mom passed away really got estranged because he, he drank. He was just sad. And it's a sad situation, you know, when that happens. But I had to change the relationship. So I don't speak to him after a certain time of the day. And breakfast is great. And, you know, maybe that's what we have to do with some of the relationships in our lives is remember maybe they haven't changed. Maybe they're in a Groundhog Day repeat situation, but we've changed completely. So sometimes we do have to take the higher road to sit and say, okay, here it is now, and then find a new place how those indispensable people fit in your life. And I don't say indispensable in a mean way. Some people in your life really are dispensable. Some people in the life have not in your life have not earned the spot in your life. And when you're now this new version of you, it's okay to have distance because they're just a side player in your story and you're just a side player in their story. Truly. You know, it's like we have to remember mm -hmm. that for the star of our own narrative. So in our mind, we're like, Oh, how am I going to cancel on her again? She's going to be so upset. She's going to be upset for five minutes and then she's going to move on because she has her own life and she has all these other people. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I have kind of pushed some people away who didn't fit in, in my new life. And it's like, I will meet them middle ground if they come and they're like, Hey, I really like your mother's a different situation because that's your mom. So you said, this is what I need to still have a relationship with you. But if the people don't care enough to come to you and say, hey, what's going on? It's okay to have that distance. You're a new version of you. You can be a new version of you. And your friends are going to look different. Your habits are going to look different. And that is okay. Whether it happened overnight or long term. I mean, I definitely was on that journey for a long time. And then it had an exclamation point moment. But I know what you mean. Like when you're doing the work and you're changing and you're changing, they would love for you to stay the same, but that's not healthy and that's not normal. And we should be proud of our change. Yeah. How do you have these conversations with your kiddos? Like you mentioned your son's really intuitive and I have children who yeah. are way more intuitive in this world than I am. I learn quite a bit from them. Their, their yeah. confidence in the fact that certain things are just fact that I'm like, really? Are you sure about that? And they just know it. How do you have these conversations with your kids? I mean, I think sometimes instead of making as females, you know, we want to make everything so exact and precise and explain everything to the T. Sometimes I think it's better to blanket over some things, you know, it's like, I'm here for you. What do you need? And then the listening, I think, is sometimes better than the speaking with the kids, right? Because they're not used to they're, they're forming their own ego as we speak. And ego is important, you know, like I, I get it. They need their identity. I'm not saying ego is always bad, but when you're changing, sometimes ego can be the evil AI. But I, I think for, for me, for them, and for them seeing the transition, it's been more about just being there with them and my actions and, and listening. There's a lot of cuddle time. You know, I, I still have a very active self-care routine. And one of them is this brilliant chiropractor. And he always tells me, you know, he's like, how are you sleeping? And I said, well, the kids come to me at night. And he's an older gentleman. He has no reason to hold back. And he's like, well, if they're coming to you at night, it's because you're not getting what they need during the day. Oh, that's like a dagger. Mm, that is harsh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is. Say, bang, bang, shots fired. He says, you know, if, if mom's okay, then the kids are okay. And always echoes in my mind. I'm like, okay. 
And he's like, you have to figure out what each child needs during the day so that they don't need to come to you at night so that your spine will be in better condition. <laughs> so you get the good night's sleep. So, you know, it, when you have more than one child, all of them have different needs. So, and their needs are going to change constantly. So, you know, when you're really busy, we forget that they're on their own journey and we have to slow down. And sometimes it's direct eye connection, not just looking at them. No, sit. Hey, how are you doing today? What's going on? What are you feeling? And listening. And then sometimes it's no words at all and it's just holding them. I don't know. But you I mentioned think- like you have multiple businesses, multiple children, very busy life. How do you how do you ensure that you do your self-care time? Like to make sure that you have those moments for yourself. It's just a non-negotiable. I don't tell people that I'm going to have self-care. I say I have an appointment. Nobody's business. And it's blocked off on the business calendar. So it comes first. You know, it's it's just like when there's a cutoff time, there's a cutoff time. If Olive has an appointment, she has an appointment. It's in the calendar. If you stop looking at it as an option and you put it in, I think saying that it's an appointment was a big light bulb moment for me instead of saying, well, I, can't, I need to go get a massage or I need to go do this. And I really want to do, no, it has to happen. Because if you don't recharge, you can't extend. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's nothing to extend if you're, if you're not even fully charged yourself. So if you want to be there for other people, first you have to take care of yourself or you'll absolutely run out. And then nobody wins. And it sets up patterns to your kids. Yeah. So. The wisdom that's just, just, just flowing right now is incredible. Thanks. And the self-awareness. I mean, I feel like you, you've experienced so many lifetimes because this story could be shifted and transmitted into everybody else's story, but without that self-awareness piece. Like I can see my story within yours so clearly that I'm like, oh, it makes perfect sense. If only you had had the downloads that she had, we'd, we'd know what was going on. It would have been a year and a half of just, you know, smooth water, smooth sailing, which I know isn't true. But yeah, I, I feel like there is something to be said for the the awareness and the peace that you have in the struggle, like even the moments that when you're speaking of what is perceived as a problem or a struggle, you're speaking of it in a moment that's like, no, it, it just, this is what happened. And this is, this is how we handled it. And this is how we move forward. And by not identifying with it as a problem, by me giving them that clarity, they were able to have clarity and figure out their own emotions around the situation. Yeah, Which is really I, incredible. I, I do see that. And I have thought to myself, like, I know, I know from other sources that transition that I went through happens all over. I know that there are lots of step-ins. I know that this, I know other step-ins. Do we talk about it? You don't talk about it. <laughs> it's not something that right. you really talk about, but no. I can see them. I can see the transition happening. I can say, oh, this person is one way, and then they'll something traumatic usually happens when that happens. It doesn't normally happen like mine yeah. did that I know of. That's no, that's what I'm that's that. where I'm like, hold on a second. Like a car wreck, a serious illness, a deep depression. 
And then all of a sudden they're, they're new, they're different yeah. and they have different characteristics. And you can sense that there is something different about them. I feel like some vessels are like an Airbnb and I don't mean to minimize it that much. It. That's what it seems like. It seems like some people go through so many, you know, and I've even spoken about that with whatever forces I'm like, mm -hmm. some of these vessels just feel like they're constantly getting new, new, new. And I don't know that that's great right. for what we have going on right now. These are precious, right. precious opportunities to help earth and to help her elevate and to help her transition. And this isn't like a come on an earth tour. We're here to do the work. And if you're not working here, then there needs to be a switch out. If they are of a certain vibration and their vessel can be used, we'll switch it out then because this is critical time. Like earth is hurting, not hurting, but she is in transition and she needs support. Like when I see it, she looks like a birthing mother. Is a mother in pain? Yeah, you know, there's pains, you know, that go along yeah. with it, but she still needs to be supported. So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if you're just, if they're in the driveway, just hanging out, I'm like, what are you doing? Right, right, be, wake up. Be, yeah, let go, let someone else step in, let, let's all help, you know? And even my chiropractor, the same chiropractor, he's always dropping wisdom on me. He says, you're always, he, every time I would see him, he used to say, we need to ground you first. You're always somewhere else. And now he says, I know you're always somewhere else <laughs> because you're a warrior and that's what you're doing. And I said, yeah. So he doesn't try to bring me down anymore. Um, but it is important for me right now to be holding the feminine energy here. Yeah. And there is importance for me being here, not only for the contract of the children and my husband yeah. and completing this life course, which was important. You know, it's got two meanings. So I'm yeah. here doing the work and being there with them. But I know that other people are doing this. And I just wanted to get the story out there so that it will find it to the people who need to hear it and so yeah. that they won't feel alone and they know it's okay. It's okay. We're, we're supposed to be doing this. All right. I, my whole body is just on fire with tingling and goosebumps and just, it's incredible. You're, you're so right. You're so absolutely right. And it's, it can be so terrifying, especially when you, you don't have that awareness and it is something happening from a traumatic situation. And then you're waking up in this body and you're like, what am I doing here? What's what's going on? Things are weird. Things are different. If you I don't, don't take same. control of it, your ego and everyone yeah. around you will. They will hijack it. Yeah. And that's what I feel like I Absolutely. see happening. Because they're quick yeah. to tell you, do you remember this? Oh, here, you like to drink this. So I brought... No, mm -hmm. I, I don't anymore. So stop. It's like the static identity becomes its own thing. And they're closing in on you. And I do feel like some step-ins get completely lost in that. It's like... I've seen a step in close up and I was like, oh, let me see how this fold unfolds. Completely lost. And I'm like, what a waste. This is a waste. How did they get lost I love in the it. ego again? I'm like, here we are again. Another unused vessel, basically. Like this is yeah. they're just they're just sitting on a roller coaster, like, oh, this is our this is fun. I'm like, wow, this is how incredible opportunity. You know, and you can try to talk them out of it and say, you know, I see that you have this gift. Why don't you cultivate that? And they'll say, oh, yeah, that's great. You know what? 
I am. I'm going to make a New Year's resolution and I'm going to cultivate that gift and I'm going to help. And then you check in on them and you're like, how's that gift coming? And they're like, I just don't know if I'm ready. Oh. Yep. Incredible. So you can, you, when you are interacting with people on like a daily basis, you connect with them and you could be like, step in or like, oh, gee. Yeah, I can, can usually tell. Discern it. There's a lot of things happening. Can on you tell us? Well, I mean, I don't, it's not always quite to peek behind the curtain. Um, so we can get in that <laughs> what if another you're time. <laughs> you know, I mean, going to somebody's energy body is, yeah. is an intimate thing. And, you know, it takes, absolutely. it's something we can do privately and I could give you insight on it. And I'm happy to help anybody that I can. Um, but sometimes I can tell, but there's a lot of things that are going on on. It's not just, Oh, geez, an energy body. It's not just mm -hmm. that there's other visitors here. There's people who are here for this. There's people who are just, there's just a lot, there's a lot going on. Uh -huh. And there are some that I are love legitimately born humans here. Okay. That's a real thing. I, they're the people yeah. of the land. It's a very old story. It's written about they're here and, and, they don't, I mean, to me, I kind of separate it as they don't have the higher functions that we have. They don't have an internal dialogue. Mm -hmm. They can't see color. They don't have any mm -hmm. of those things. And to them, when we say that we can do those things, they think that that sounds bonkers. And I think I have right. a theory that there is a natural segregation between those types of beings that are here. Because yeah. I can ask every person I know, and I, I can't find one person who doesn't have higher thought. I, I know I they're here though. There's it lands for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I know that they're absolutely. here, but I, I would like to think that, I mean, not that I would like to, but it feels like they probably find each other and find comfort in one another. So they're in their own community and we just don't know about it because we don't, why would we right. interact together when we're very. Right. And I, I feel like, what I'm what I'm visualizing as you describe that is is almost a lot of like generational trauma and things that keep you stuck yeah. in that cycle in that nucleus of pain and suffering and just hardship and not being able to break out of that cycle not being able to really like go do the introspection and look within and see where that power is within the pain and how you can cultivate that and really find your purpose and, and take those steps forward um, that that's that's what lands with me is that it feels like it's a like you said earth people and just of of that like that nucleus that like there's a community like a a, a group yeah. right and that in order for them to to connect they have to break out of that group and that's terrifying right that's yeah i mean that's a good it. point i wonder if you could convert from one type to another i mean i think that our bodies are such a intellectual design that it probably does have all of the settings there, but if it's not accessed, you know, yeah. I mean, some of us come in with all those settings already there. You hear children right. talk about other things and especially when children are very young, they haven't learned to not break the rules as much. So you'll yeah. see them talking to angels and doing all their things and, you know, all their mm -hmm. intuitions are just soaring all over the place. They don't know to hold back. Yes. Um, but yeah, some people, I guess, need more help. So I have a question regarding some of this, because I would say 
in the people that I know, I am probably considered like the weird one, you know, like the one who believes that this stuff exists and that that people have these abilities and and that I have seen how things have worked in my own body through this work and the responses that I have had. Um, but do you like, I don't word this, like, do you feel like there's a decent amount of people out there who have the capability of having this intuition, but it has been groomed out of them compared to like, as you say, earth people who like don't have the ability? I mean, if I check in and I ask for like percentages, the people who don't have this ability is a lesser percent, you know, like maybe 30, 40%. I mean, I, I, I do feel like I hear what you're saying that, that there could be people that have it, that haven't tapped into it. And for them, it kind of seems like they're on a rat race. Like they're so caught in this narrative that they've created. I mean, to clarify, like when you leave here, they're not going to be like, Oh, look, there's Allison. Hey, Allison, you are not Allison. Like, I wish that people would start speaking to their ego and their consciousness here and being like, okay, what do you need? And realizing that there's so much more than that. But as long as you're constantly reiterating that you are this thing and that you're, I mean, and now it's like all the labels, it just is like a hard shell that it puts on top. Like, well, I'm ADHD and I'm this and mm -hmm. I'm that and I'm this. And, and I like, I hashtag the color purple because that one's my favorite. It's like they're constantly reiterating that you're this thing. And these are all the perimeters of your existence. So there is a portion of people that do have all these abilities, but they are in such a hard shell that it's like, it's a lot to break out of. And even when you start doing body code, you know, it's like layers. It's like you peel back and then there's something else. And it's like you thought you already dealt with that and then there's something else. It's like you're you're getting rid of that identity that you built so hard up on. And then once you strip all that away, it's like, oh, I do have gifts. Oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do this. And then you start using those and, and life is easier. But for, for many, they stay in this identity that they've created. They cannot see outside of it. They've got routines. They go to work. They pay the bills. They do, you know, it's a nine to five. It's a weak cycle and it just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes until they're gone. And then you look back and it's like, okay, well, these are the things you did. In my mind, these are the possibilities of things you could have done. These levels were not reached. This is what you did while you were there. This was the experience. But they're not like, hey, Allison, great job on that, um, you know, third grade science. You really knocked it out of the park. None of that crap matters. And that's not your name. That's not you. We don't have names. I mean, anytime I've ever asked an entity for their name, it was I stopped doing it because in the beginning, when I would check in and I would hear this into it, you know, this voice come in, it was like, "Hey, let me help you with this." And I'd be like, "Great, what's your name?" And it would be like, "Oh, like scoff." <laughs> what a basic thing to ask! Like horrible first impression, total low paw that you would even ask a name. We don't have names. Okay, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. 
So for somebody who thinks that like they're interested in this stuff, they're like, I feel a draw to it. I think this might be me, but I ha I am one of those people who's like, you know, I got the good grades and I got the good job and I'm running work, working all these hours and I've got the two and a half kids in a suburban house and the bills and the this and the that. And they're just like, gosh, I'm like really genuinely unfulfilled. I don't feel like this is really who I am. What is your recommendation for them? Is it to get into the body code stuff? Is Are there other avenues? Like, what is your recommendation for that person helping to find their actual way and their actual purpose for being here? I really wish there really was a red pill, right? <laughs> to break out of the, yes. the race. Um, you know, I think it really starts with self-care and baby steps. And even before that, I think it's giving yourself permission to grow. You've got to give yourself permission to know that it's okay. That everybody that truly loves you is still going to love you. It feels like there's a lot of fear on earth of stepping out, um, especially like social media can be a beautiful thing in the fast information exchange. It's kind of given that power back to the people that we can spread information like lightning fast, and that's fantastic. But it can feed the ego, you know, of this identity that we're creating. So I think first giving yourself permission that it's all right. You know, you don't owe anybody anything. Really, this is your own, you're on your own journey. And really the only person you owe is is yourself. So you have to make time for yourself. And then once you say, it's okay for me to do these things for myself and it's okay for me to learn and grow, then you can start going down whatever route that is. You gotta listen to the voice though. Whatever the voice tells you to do, if it tells you, you need to go to this coffee shop and go get a coffee. You need to go because it's not about the coffee. It's about somebody that you're going to get there. It's about creating the entanglements that start unlocking the doors. And the more you listen to the voice, the louder it gets. And the more beautiful experiences you, you receive and the more you're in the flow, I mean, it becomes like a raging river and it is fantastic and it is glorious and it will deliver you to a life that is beautiful and intentional and yours. That's and amazing. That's a great way to sum all of this up. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so grateful for having you here. This has been just incredible. Thank you both so much. I'm really grateful to get to share it. And, you know, I didn't know what was happening at the time, but this feels like the reason why I was told to stay awake that I needed yep. to have those memories stored in a special place so that I could help people. So yeah. obviously it's not always a comfort zone to be so vulnerable, but mm -hmm. I don't feel uncomfortable at all because I'm supposed to be doing this. So I'm happy that. to share it. And if there's anybody that needs help with it, you can send me an email or whatever, and I will be there to help um, because I feel like it's what I'm supposed to be doing. So yes. I will make time for it. Mm -hmm. Well, that was going to be my next question is to people who are interested in this and people who want help and guidance in this world. Are you open to help and guide them? It sounds like you very much are. Yeah, I, I am. I am now. I mean, I've been helping people and, um, you know, I have a community of healers that I help kind of on problem cases, for lack of a better term. Not a problem, but when they need extra clarity on a situation, that's um, a gift that I have that I'm able to give insight and see things from a different angle. And um, see things that may have been shielded from them. So I've been doing that work for years. So I'm happy to help people. Um, you know, myself now. It feels like it's time that I'm supposed to 
especially on this particular subject, because I know it so intimately and understand what, what it goes, what you go through with it. Yeah. Well, I am incredibly grateful that you shared it with us today, because I'll tell you, this is not something that I even knew could happen. And I can imagine how lost somebody might feel if they were going through a similar situation and didn't have the clarity that you had had. So I think, I mean, I'm so grateful that you shared this story and I'm sure that anybody listening to this will feel like, thank goodness they've heard this and now they know. Well, I'm yeah. so glad that you guys have put this together. Chelsea and Allison, I just thank you so much for being the outlet for this. Absolutely. It's an honor and a blessing, truly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Here's the weirdest story I've ever, mm -hmm. I've ever heard. <laughs> I love it. No, that was incredible. That was incredible. We're, we're so blessed, truly. Like, yeah. the clarity and the precise, like, certainty that you brought to that experience and just there was no wishy-washy there was no room for interpretation it was this is this is what i experienced you can take it or yeah. you can leave it and this is how i've used it and how i have created my life around it and this is how everybody else has experienced it and accepted it and like the hope that you just brought to so many people is truly invaluable truly invaluable good 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 that was the intention so yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to hear Shay's incredibly interesting story. I think a lot of us can relate to the process of becoming anew and the difficulties of retraining the people around you to interact with this new version of yourself when you don't even know who you are anymore. More often than not, we allow these external people to tell us who we are based on their experiences of us because it's just too scary and confusing to explore and blossom into our transformed and enlightened selves. And it's easier to fit into the boxes that we know and understand. We spend so much time trying to give others the vision of ourselves that they're expecting without paying enough mind to the person we're meant to be and the calling that some higher power has laid out in front of us. And without any labeling of right or wrong, Shay has stepped into this role of becoming your higher self with an inspirational message. Change is possible. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to follow along and check out the show notes for how you can reach out and join the conversation and hop on the bandwagon of healing, awakening, and self-discovery. Until next time, this has been The Healing Art of Being You.